Get ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM, featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Hey, you got Daryl and I'm rolling solo. Wow, another week and more tragedy in our country. And it's just so sad to see this so often in our country where more people are dying from gun violence. And we've talked about this on our show on a number of occasions. And, and you know, I guess we, we're going to have to continue to talk about it because this has to be at the forefront of our lives so many people and so many young black men dying from gun violence. And now, um, you know, we're constantly been battling this for as long as for my entire life. It's police killing young black men. This is just not just, this just didn't, this just didn't start to happen. This has been happening for many years. And um, this is a situation that, um, wow, we're going to have to continue to pray about. We're going to have to continue to to talk about. And we're going to have to do a better job as society of being a part of our young children's lives. I mean, as, it start as, as, as young people, as young adults, as children. I mean, I, I've said it so many times. I don't know where I would be if it weren't for my dad being in my life. I mean, he was there from the the day I was born and I was there on the day he died. You know, it's just, I don't know where I would be if, if it had not been for him being a a part of my life, you know, and and I, I, I tell people all the time, my parents never missed one high school football game. I played in in high school. And and to be honest with you, they they didn't miss too many high too many games. I played in college in Miami, which is uh, almost four hundred miles away from my hometown. They didn't miss many games of me playing at home in Miami. And trust me, if I was playing in Tallahassee or Gainesville or Tampa, uh, they didn't miss those games at all. So. I, I, I had a, a tremendous support system from my parents. And, and you know, I hear people all the time say, I think my mom, man, I could never do anything like that um, because I, I had to thank both my parents. You know, no, don't forget, I'd never forget my mom had a, a tremendous effect on my life, but my father had just as much of an effect, if not more, on my life than my mother. And I think that we have to step up as men we really do have to make our kids a big part of our life. Um, <laughs> on Friday, my daughter will be 25 on her birthday in October, but I went to see her on her job. And not because of what's going on in our country, it's because I, I needed to have a face-to-face. I hadn't seen her in about a week or so, and I needed to just get a peek at her. You know, so I think we have to really take stock in our children, and we can't wait until until our kids are... Are um, are grown and gone before we decide to to make them a, a, a vocal point um, 
in our, in our life. And I just really think that, hey, let's do it. Step up, guys. Step up, men. It's time. We can't wait any longer. I mean, we're running out of time. We are really, literally running out of time. And it's time for us to be accountable. Uh, you know, we can always blame someone else. But, and we can always talk about police shootings. But when we look at over the 4th of July weekend in Chicago, Illinois, 60 people died from gunshots. Now, you know, and you know, you hear stories of when the fireworks go off, that's a good time to kill somebody or shoot someone in Chicago during the 4th of July because you don't know whether it's the fireworks or whether it's the, it's, it's the gunfight, gunfire. That's so scary. That is so scary for people to live in, a, in an environment where you're wondering if you're going to make it over the 4th of July weekend. We have to make these kind of shootings a, a, a storyline. Those kind of shootings are storyline. Just as much as we see snipers in Dallas, Texas, um, a storyline. Or just as much as we see a police officer shooting a young man in Minnesota or in uh, Louisiana unarmed. It's, it's, you know, we have to, you know, these stories are, are, are they become tremendous headline stories. And here it is, an, another person dies in Miami from gun violence that a case is unsolved. And, and, and all you got to do is look at 48 hours or unsolved mysteries and you see all of these, all this gun violence all across our country that, that never goes unsolved. And we have to do something about it. We have to step up as men. Hey, but that's enough about all of this craziness about what's going on in our society. This ain't a news show. Yes, it is a news show. It's a sports news show. And this is the Sports Info UM radio show. Let's get down to a little bit of what's really happening in the world of sports. You know, Serena Williams just won her 22nd Grand Slam victory. Tying Steffi Graf as the leading leading the majors in women's tennis. 22 majors. Wow. Hey, Serena Williams, we take our hats off. We tip our hats to you. We stand up and applaud you for being the woman that you are and being so great. I mean, hey, you're still doing your thing is what's so special about Serena. You know, she she um she she's still still doing the doggone thing. And and I tell you, she looks good too. And the question is now is um, who's the greatest of all time? Is it Serena Williams? Uh, is, is is she the greatest player of all time? Or would you or would you actually say um, Steffi Graf is the greatest of all time? And I would probably say um, my vote would have to go to Serena Williams being the greatest of all time right now. And I'd, I'd say that simply because Serena Williams, to me, is, is still, she probably has maybe, maybe two or three more championships in her. Um, it wouldn't surprise me now. And, and right now, she's, she just won her major, her, her 22nd major. But she's, she's the one woman, ranked woman in the world of tennis. Hey, at 34 years old. I think that's I think that's tremendous. So um, 
Serena, we 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 applaud you and hey, keep up the good work, girl. You you you're doing the darn thing. Um and you didn't just start doing the darn thing. You've been doing this for a minute now. And we applaud you, Serena. Hey, but on the other hand, um her sister um Venus Williams at 36 years old uh, made it to the semifinals and and if she had won would have played her sister in the finals um, in the finals so I, I think you know that's, that says a lot for Venus Williams at 36 years old you know so hey Serena and Venus we applaud you ladies um, you, you've had a tremendous um, impact on the world of tennis, and 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 I don't I don't mean that in past tense. Uh, you continue to have a tremendous impact on on the world of tennis and on the world of women's sports. And, you know, Serena said something interesting. Um, she said that she doesn't want to be considered um, the best women's player. In the in the world, she wants to be one, considered one of the best tennis players in the world. And you know, I, hey, uh, Serena, you're a great player, but I still think that you know we still got some men out there that would probably beat you, Rafael Nadal, uh, um, Novak Djokovic, um, Federer, just to say a few. You know, and, and nothing taken away from you, uh, Serena. You are the greatest woman tennis player I've ever seen. Um, you deserve all the accolades that you've received, you and your sister. And not only did Serena win the, um, the, uh, the, the, the singles, her and her sister won the doubles. And I think we have to take that in consideration when we start talking about how great um, she's been in her career uh, because she's really definitely had had a, a a a super superstar career, and and um and, and nothing you know. Let's don't take anything um away from um from the men's side of um of this tennis uh, world. We just celebrated. We just watched the Wimbledon finals last week, and um, over the weekend we just completed the Wimbledon finals, and um, you know to see to see um, the. The, the British have another champion for the second year in a row. You know, um, I, I thought that was, um, I thought that was quite, quite, quite fascinating, actually. It was, it was to, be, to be honest with you, I thought it was, um, was, um, was very, very good for the country. And uh, and I think it's very good to see somebody besides Djokovic or Federer um, um, win a a win Wimbledon, and we we had a chance to see um, to see another person win besides Federer, Djokovic, and um, uh, Andy Murray is a guy that won the Wimbledon this year. And um, let's applaud Andy Murray because this is not this is his second time um, winning Wimbledon, second time in a row um, winning the Wimbledon championship. So hey, congratulations on um, uh, Andy Murray. But I'm gonna tell you a little something about somebody that you may not know about. 
Deron Allen um, made the Olympics, Olympic team in the 110-meter hurdles. Now, um, a lot of people may not even know who Deron Allen is. You know, Deron Allen is a, is a wide receiver that didn't play last year because he tore his ACL or his MCL. I can't remember which one it was. In football, and was not able to play. Was not able to, to play in play last year at all. He tore it in a bowl game. Um, so he tore it in a bowl game in 2014. Missed all of 2015. Comebacks this year, 2000, and and he runs track this year in the 2016, uh, see, end of the 2015-2016 year. He runs track. And now, he's not only uh, on a, made the, um, he, not only is he a football player, but this young man has made the Olympic team, and he's on his way to Rio, and he's a wide receiver for the Oregon Ducks. Now, he has the fastest time in the world in the 110-meter hurdles right now. 13.03, fastest time in the world this year. So, hey, keep your eye on this kid, Deron Allen. And right now, we got our eyes on Earl Williams. Earl Williams from, from Jacksonville, Florida. Earl, what's happening? <laughs> How you doing, Coach? How you doing, man? Hey, you know me, Earl. I'm, I'm, I, I got one <laughs> life to live, and I'm trying to love every second of it. You know I what know I'm saying? I know that's right. You know, hey, <laughs> I know welcome. that's right. Welcome to the show. You know you're on the Sports Info, you're on radio show, Voice America Radio. We on we all around the world, Earl, and even in awesome. North and South Korea. So anybody in the world can listen to you right now. Awesome, awesome. Everything yeah. been going all right, Coach? That's awesome, hey, man. you know, um, we've been here talking a little bit about uh, about the tragedy that's going on in America. And uh, I have a question for you, Earl. You know, with all of this uh, police shootings and the sniper shootings in, in Dallas. and You just really don't seem like you've heard a lot of athletes speak out. You know, uh, I, I heard Serena Williams say something the other day. You know, she says she, she's concerned about the police uh, brutality in America. She says she has ne- uh, nephews, and, um, and, it, and it concerns her that, you know, this could easily happen to one of her um, nephews that are good kids. You know, That's how concerned true. are you about What's happening with uh, in our society with the police and the, and the gun violence? Well, I'm concerned, Coach, you know, because I have two boys, as you know. Right. <laughs> so, that's what concerns me about the whole, you know, you never know with what could happen as far as a simple traffic stop. That's what I think is most scary to people, that you could, you could lose somebody from a simple traffic stop. But... Um, it's hard to it's hard to say, Coach. Um, it's scary. At the same time, I I understand a lot of it, but it, it's definitely scary. It's a scary time to be, you know, <laughs> being American, be black. You know, it's really scary, and it's, I think it's more scary for the parents, you know, because you don't know if you'll get that phone call one day from your kid, just him going to school and coming back home. It's hard, you know. You're, you're scared. Uh, it, it is I mean, scary. I think that's what that's what a lot of people have a problem with. They can't control it. You know, as a parent, you want to control stuff, but you can't control that. Right. And that's what I think is so scary about it. And, you know, when you're a teenager, um, a lot of times we, as a teenager, when I was a teenager, 
you know, and, and I was a teenager back in the in the seventies and the eighties, you know. But we look, we look, we we, we almost feel kind of invincible, you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, you I'm, do. Man, I'm, I'm getting dressed tonight. I'm going to the club. I'm, you know, hey, you don't, you 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 almost like tunnel vision, you know. You don't mm-hmm. even really see what's going on around you going to the club. You just have your mind set on getting to the club and hanging out and doing your thing, you know, trying to find a chick to get with or whatever, you know. And I think now we really have to tell our kids, you, you know, you have to you have to open your eyes to a bigger picture. Mm-hmm. You have to see the big picture. You know, you can't I mean, just have your tunnel vision set for what's in front of you or what's going on in the next five minutes. You got to be almost like a chess game, you know. You can't be playing true. for the next that's move. True. You got to be looking for the next move, the next Forward. move. And the, right. Mm-hmm. Four moves ahead yeah. of the game. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, yeah, that's we're living good. in a troubled time, man. But um, <laughs> but through it all, Earl, we got sports, man. And, you know. Um, we got sports. <laughs> you know, one, one, Tim Duncan, Tim Duncan retired today. You know, he said after 19 seasons, uh, we talked about it on the show earlier. I think it was April 15th. He turned 40 years old. And he just said, hey, I can't do it no more. Well, I didn't even know that. <laughs> Tim, <laughs> really? Tim Duncan retired today. You know, he what? says that's it. 40 years that's old, amazing. man. That's amazing, Coach. I turned 40 in next month. So yeah. That's, that is crazy. I seen him come and I seen him go, you know, for the first time. I can yeah. see a player come and one go. So it's, yeah. it's crazy. And, you know, I yeah, think one thing cool. you have to admire about Tim a little bit is that, you know, he didn't, he didn't say, hey, I'm retiring at the end of this year, so... Every team in the league could honor mm-hmm. him with a rocking chair or whatever. He just issued a statement that they said, "Hey, I retired from the NBA." Awesome. Done with. You know, Tim so had a good career, great <laughs> career, great career. Oh, you know, have to be considered one of the best um, power. Have to be considered the best power four probably to ever play the game. Mm-hmm. You know, hands yeah. down, <laughs> hands down, consistent, durable, yeah. Nothing on and nothing off the court, and that's what you have to look at these days, coach. Their life off the court is it's way crazier than what's going on on the court, man. It's crazy. No issues with Tim Dunn. Yeah, no issues with Tim, you know? And that's no. hard to do these days with these athletes, man. And that's very hard to do these days, you know, for a guy that played 19 years. <laughs> no, you never hear nothing bad about him, you know? Nothing but yeah, good things, amazing. you know. So Tim Duncan, um, we, we, we applaud Tim, and we take our hats off to him, and we applaud a great career that he's provided us to watch and entertained us many years. And he really um, kept the Spurs relevant. Five oh championships. Mm-hmm. Five world <laughs> championships, you know. Yeah. Fifteen all-star games and 15 defensive all-star, defensive teams, too. Number one defensive player, too. Hey, yeah, the numbers speak for themselves. (laughs) His numbers speak for himself. Yeah, you know what else is crazy, Coach? Um, Players aren't playing that long anymore. If you know this, just not sticking around nineteen years and stuff. They're retiring after ten and (laughs) eleven and twelve years. Man, it's it's crazy. That's that's why we really have to applaud him even more, man. Because you you know how you, you know. You know how hard it is to be competitive, you know, to start in the NBA at mm-hmm. 30, 39 years old? Mm-hmm. Come on, man. You That's know, what I mean. Like, the consistency yeah. is just so impressive. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very impressive. <laughs> it's impressive, man. Very it's impressive. impressive. Yep. 
Yep. Hey, well, Earl, you know, we um, we gonna, we going to hold you through the break, man. We got to go have a quick little commercial break here. And we want, want you to hang on in there with us real quick. We're going to come back and talk a little bit about um, about what's happening in this Alabama football. It's a little story I want to share with you about two Alabama football players. Hey, we're going to come right back, guys. We got Earl from Jacksonville, Florida, on the Sports Info You and Radio Show. We'll be right back after these messages. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Can you say hook, line, and porker? We're scratching both the hunting and fishing itch this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav by embarking on a combination hog hunting and fishing trip. Tune in for expert advice from Hal Schaefer and Greg Zipidelli of Drop Zone, Fire Disc co-creator Griffin Jaggard, and Jeff Thomason of Predator Pursuit for how to limit out on the water, how to bag some feral hogs, and even how to prepare them. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, and World Fishing Network. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888 346 9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we got Earl on the phone with us today from Jacksonville, Florida. Earl, welcome back to the show, man. You know, we were just talking about what a great, great... um, career Tim Duncan has had since he's oh, been man. in college and you know he really did have a super career but you know uh, Earl um, Cam Robinson all SEC offensive lineman all American offensive lineman for um, Alabama and mm-hmm. defensive back Lawrence Hootie Jones uh, he's a defensive back for um, University of Alabama a while back, it's been about maybe almost two months ago, maybe less than that, right when school was getting out for, for the summer, these two guys got caught in Louisiana with drugs and weapons in the car. 
and weapons. Well, drugs and weapons in the car, right? And the district attorney in Alabama said they will not be prosecuting these two young men. Say we didn't want to ruin the lives of two football players. How do you yeah. feel about a comment like that? <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's 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 what the district attorney says. He says we didn't want to ruin the lives of two football players. Wow. <laughs> I mean, and these guys had they they got caught with guns and drugs and in the car. You see how it, it it seems like it's a double standard with athletes. Yeah, it, it always is, man. Like if that would have been anybody else, coach, anybody else. They go to jail. It's just how it is. That's but just how it is. That's just how it is. But with athletes, it's different. And then we we go all up in arms when they get to the NFL, and it's the same thing. They get the same treatment. But then we get mad when they get the same treatment in the NFL. I, I don't understand. It's, it's, it's just crazy. I, that I, that's crazy. my first thing hearing that. <laughs> Well, you know, and these stories are crazy because when we see people like Johnny Manziel get in so much trouble, and what does he do when he gets in so much trouble? Some kind of yep. way, he's, he gets out of it. You get understand out what I'm of it. Nah, you know, and, and that's, just, that's just the bottom line. And, you know, we've seen that's this happen to a lot of players. A lot of athletes have, have gotten in trouble, and some kind of way they get out. Or They get out. You look at it, you look at it in some cases where the athlete is the money train. Jameis Winston mm-hmm. got in enough trouble at Florida State to send the average black man to prison. To prison, but, exactly. But because he was the money train, you can't mm-hmm. you can't stop the money train now. You can't you send can't, the money huh? train to jail. You make us look <laughs> bad for years. You send our money you train can't. to jail. So you know. So he, if here's another example where here are two young men are probably going to get off, and wow. um, they, you know, and this is not this is not set a good example for them. It doesn't, man. And, like, and it, yeah, because so. that's why I say, coach, when they get to the league and they're expecting the same treatment, they have to give it to them. Like, well, if they let me go in college for and I wasn't making any money, I'm here with you making millions of dollars. You have to do something. Yeah, you're right. You see what I mean? Like, like they, you, they have. Oh, that's crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, that is crazy. crazy. That is crazy. Especially when you got kids getting locked up for having ammunition in the car. Yeah. You know, it's it's insane. Yeah, yeah, you're that's, right. That's insane, man. That's it, that's it, just insane. It is insane. <laughs> you know, I don't want to keep you too long, man. But you know, um, Calvin Johnson, uh, Megatron for the Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. He pulled a. He basically pulled a, a Barry Sanders. You know, he just said. He said, "Hey, I'm not coming back to play for this team anymore. I'm hurt. I'm banged up. I'm just not gonna do it anymore." And he he came out in an interview with our E60 or one of those shows, and he, he basically said he played with a lot of pain, a lot of. Um, he he endured a lot of basically drug abuse from the NFL because they. When they wasn't shooting him up, he was taking um, some serious pain medication just to be able to to go on the field and say a lot of times he couldn't practice because he couldn't he just couldn't do wow. it too much pain. He said he would get up in the morning and he he couldn't walk. He'd have to shuffle his feet 
just to warm his body up a little bit, just so he could start gradually moving and walking. You know, and he said some of his fingers are just so mangled and, and crooked. And I, you know, I, I deal with some of these crooked fingers, so I know how, how that, that goes. But I, I guess my point is when we start talking about, um, about the abuse, how can, we, how can we not say that the NFL is enabling these guys almost to the point where hurting some of these guys, mm-hmm. giving them drugs, mm-hmm. shooting them up? Um, he said he would have to have, it, have his knee drained um, like almost every game. He'd have to have his knee drained wow. just for the game. Then they shoot him up with some numbing agent just so he can go out there and play. Play. And then, but they condemn him, Coach. When they use PED, that's what I don't understand. Come on, exactly. <laughs> you, that's exactly. what I don't like. I don't understand it. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, come on. You know, you you can you can give him something basically close to heroin, yep, but you mean exactly. you mean he, he can't take something to give him a little more endurance so he can run a little mm-hmm. longer. Exactly, but, but, but you can give him something that that he can't feel. The, he can't feel the bottom half of his leg exactly. for three well, hours until the game over. You know he got hit. <laughs> yeah, come on. What is where? You know, you, you gotta somewhere. You gotta have some standards here. You know what I'm saying? You got I mean, to, man. You gotta. You gotta. They, they you gotta run them into the ground, though, coach. They run them players in the ground, man. And that's why they need something in place for when they retire, man. It's, it's just they run them in the ground, so. Yeah, man. If you're not in the Hall of Fame, then what do you have if you haven't been saving your money and stuff? You're the right. hospital bill is going to kill you. <laughs> they're going to kill you. And so now we see guys like Calvin Johnson. You know, he retires mm-hmm. early. You know, in the prime mm-hmm. of his career, basically, yeah. he said, hey, I just can't do it anymore. And I think these guys are becoming a lot, lot smarter and yeah, a lot where? wiser mm-hmm. with their money, too. They, they, you don't mm-hmm. see these guys leaving dead broke. Some of these guys, mm-hmm. they, you make enough money, you say, oh, I got $8 million. That's enough for me and my life, my family to live off of. If I, you, mm-hmm. if, I, if I treat my money right, I should be able to live off of this for the rest of my life. I shouldn't have, I don't have to go out there and suffer another concussion that I can't tell nobody about. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know? And you think, Coach, it makes more sense for the guys to, um, to retire early. You see what I mean? Because it don't seem like long to us, but to them, it's 20 years. But what they have to take, the abuse they have to take, yeah. what they go through. Yeah. And it may seem short to us, but to them, it's 25 years, it seems like you've been in the league, you know? Yeah. So I commend them, man. I do not really being aware, you know, just being aware of his being, body. Being able to enjoy your kids and your family, oh, man. man. You know? So being able yeah. to run around with them, coach. A lot yeah. of them run with their kids, man. That's what I'm saying. And, and here's a guy like Calvin Johnson. You know, he, he said, they asked him in the interview, they said, how many concussions do you think you've had? He said, I really can't put a number on it. You know, I, I wow. just can't. I can't put wow. a number on it. How many wow. times do you think the team had him down as having a concussion? Probably zero. <laughs> zero. Not never once did they have him down at, for, for concussion. Never mm-hmm. once. Zero. Yeah. That's what I agree. Right. Probably zero. <laughs> yeah. Unreal, yeah. man. It is unreal. It it is unreal. It's unreal, yeah. man. I commend him. <laughs> I, I I do too. You know, and I and I Ooh, love anybody football. who's aware. I love football as much as anybody. 
um, the next man and the next man. I, that, I truly love the game, you know, but um, I, I hate it when the NFL make it seem like they're doing everything to protect the players. And, nah, uh, you know they're not. You know, you they're, know not. they're not. You, you know they wouldn't not. have all these issues if they were. <laughs> nah. It doesn't go hand in foot. Nah. They they not doing they not doing everything they can, so I, it's it's just a bunch of BS when they when they they say what they say. You know, Earl, before we let you go, man, um, I know you're a big time basketball fan. Um, I remember when I used to dunk on you when you were younger. You know that? <laughs> <laughs> Earl, but check this out. Um, t- uh, you know, um, LeBron James, he's not going anywhere. He's going to be in Cleveland. But Dwayne Wade has left the, uh, oh, the Miami Heat. And he's going oh, to Chicago goodness. Bulls. You know, oh, and so goodness. Dwayne it's Wade will be playing with the Chicago Bulls. I think this is I like, know. it's unheard of. You know, who would have thought that Dwayne Wade couldn't come to an agreement in Miami for oh, the man. end of his career? Pat Riley. <laughs> Pat Riley. Pat Riley. He doesn't play, man. I try to tell the guys in my job, right? He doesn't play when it comes to that. You don't care who you are. And you pack him. <laughs> I, 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 agree I agree with That's you. That's just Pat Riley. But you know me, Coach Man from Florida. I never thought Dwayne Wade was going anywhere. <laughs> I didn't see that, that coming like that at all. Never saw that coming. I, I never I never saw that coming, never expected it. But at the same time, when we look at Orlando Magic, here, Dwayne Wade has pretty much been in, in been in, in, in Miami his entire career. He has been there his entire career. Mm-hmm. Here it is, Orlando Magic. We've some we've seen some Hall of Fame players Famers leave Orlando there, mm-hmm. Orlando and go other places mm-hmm. to become and great players. Yeah, and win championships. <laughs> To win championship. Oh. Hey Earl, we're gonna let you go, man. But thanks for calling Sports Info. Oh, appreciate show. you having me, Coach Man. Hey, it's our appreciate pleasure, man. Uh, our pleasure. Don't don't hesitate. We're here every Monday night from eight to nine o'clock. Call us. Talk I will be us. giving you a call, man. Yeah. Let us uh, keep us up about a lot of stuff. <laughs> and that's our job, Sports Info. That's you win, baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you be good, Coach Man. All right, it's always good, Earl. Hey, peace and love, brother. Get them boys a hug for me. All right. Oh, no problem, Coach. All right. Take care. Hey, we got Nancy on the line. Nancy, what's happening? Hey, how are you? I'm doing good. Hey, Nancy, you in Lauderdale or Fort Lauderdale? Lauderdale or Miami? Uh, I am closer to Fort Lauderdale, yes. I'm actually in uh, Davie. Davie, yeah. Broward County, Davie. I love (laughs) Davie. Yeah, um, I used to live off of Davie Boulevard. Not that I, not that that's Davie, Florida, but I used to live off of Davie Boulevard towards the uh-huh. beach. Hey, um, Nancy, I'm calling you from um, the sports. You're calling the sports info you and radio show, and we really appreciate you calling. Nancy um, is a um, former University of Miami basketball player. She was played basketball at University of Miami while I was there. Um, Nancy Clayton was her name at the time. And uh, Nancy, you go by Nancy Clayton Harris now? No, I'm Nancy Thomas now. Ms. Nancy Oliver. Thomas now. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Yeah. I'm so sorry. You know, I had <laughs> no problem. Too. Yeah. And this is 
Mark Clayton's sister, Miami Miami Dolphin wide receiver, Mark Clayton, Martha uh, Duper and Clayton from back in the day, back when we really watched football, watched the, watched the Miami Dolphins and Dan Marino and all of that. Nancy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Hey, Nancy, um, as, a, as a former athlete like myself, um, we see all of this tragedy going on in, in America and all the gun violence that we see, and, and we constantly see athletes um, being pulled over for guns from time to time. Um, what can we do as, as parents, as athletes, as coaches? Where do you see our role in this, in this big picture of, um, of doing something about what's happening with the violence in our society? I think that our role is strictly educational for beginners. It's the education that begins at home, and it's very unfortunate when I look at the state of our country, we seem to be moving backward instead of forward. I saw an interesting picture the other day of athletes such as Jim Brown and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar all coming together for the purpose of empowerment, and we seem to be going back to that. Um, I don't personally have any sons. I do have a daughter, but I have godsons and male members of my family. And it troubles me that these days it appears that you have to have that talk about being stopped by the police and that sort of thing. When you cannot change the color of your skin or the gender that you were born, it's a matter of having that conversation of how to be appropriate when you're being stopped. We see in the news that some people are being appropriate and they're still being shot. So I think we just need to reiterate uh, being appropriate when we are stopped, being as nice as you can be until you can kind of back your mouth, I mean your uh, head out of the uh, lion's mouth. It's very unfortunate and it's unpleasant to talk about in this day and age, but it is what it is. It, it, it really is. And, um, you know, I, I've had this talk with my uh, my son and my nephew, uh, he he lived in my house until he graduated from high school. And it's, it's also so crazy, but you really have to tell them, hey, when, when a police officer walks up to you, you say, excuse me, officer, is there a problem? Um, don't get flip out the mouth and make sure you're calm and keep your hands still. You know, these are, these are conversations that you have to have with young black men because, mm-hmm. you know, and, and these are conversations I had with my, with my son and my nephew. This is before they graduated from high school, like five and seven years ago, you know. So mm-hmm. this is not something that um that we just starting to have. And this is the same conversation that my dad had with me when I was a young really? man. You know, when when the police stop you, you make sure you tell them. You know, hey, excuse me, officer, is there a problem? Or you just wait until he asks you for something, and you make sure that you have what what he needs. Well, first thing he's going to ask you is, you have your driver's license and registration. You should be able to provide that for them. Well, providing it is not the issue. I think it's the location of where we standardly keep our driver's license, registration, and proof of insurance. Your driver's license for men, you keep it in your wallet, so you're reaching. Whether we keep it in our purse. And the registration and proof of insurance is more than likely in the glove compartment or in that middle compartment, and you're still reaching. And if someone is already intimidated by you, well, me personally, I mean, I'm, I'm not as athletic as I used to be, but if 
someone is shorter than I am at six feet, maybe they may be a little intimidated. Women, we can have that issue sometimes, too. And I think it's based on fear. So if you already have a fear of me, then in your mind, you may feel threatened in that. What if I am reaching for something? I'm not justifying, but I'm saying fear is a very dangerous thing. And and that's so true. And um, I think that's one of the things that we deal with in, in our society, especially as black men, that um, a lot of police officers do fear some of the some black men and some black societies. Now, uh, on the, on the other hand, when when we have when we have so much violence in our communities, sometimes we have a tendency to. To, to we we even a little fearful to go in some of our our own communities because of um, That's true. the the violence in our community. So you know if, if I'm intimidated and a little fearful of going in parts of my community after dark or any time, I know a police officer who's a, a white man um, probably is is a little intimidated himself going in That's some true. of our communities. Yeah, but it's very you know, true. But yeah. you know, I also see it as a form of bullying. Um, I have seen the type of police officers who uh, were never athletic, were never really popular, and now that I have this gun and this badge, it's very empowering to me. I can bully others. I have the power to pull people over. I have the power that when I'm driving and people are speeding, they slow down, and to some people, they become intoxicated with power, and it's a form of bullying. Um, And I don't know if you remember on the campus of, of UM, there was some bullying. Well, you probably wouldn't know what the the female athletes went through, but do you remember those officers that used to go around writing tickets on the cars if you were not parked in the appropriate areas? Yes. Okay, most of those ticket writers were women. Yes. And <laughs> they absolutely loved the football players. Yes. So football players can come and just smile, and they would think, oh, my goodness, these guys are probably first-round draft picks. And if they bat an eyelash, they would remove the ticket off, tickets off you all's cards. But if we came out, it's just, oh, nope, too late. You already have the ticket. I've seen that with my own eyes. So that's, to me, that was a form of bullying and also gender discrimination because we may have been basketball players or tennis players or what have you, and girls, we didn't get the same treatment. So I felt that that was a form of bullying. The same as with police officers, it can be a form of bullying and it can go too far. Uh, think about it. If you're afraid of someone and you're taking that same route to school, you know they're going to beat you and harass you. Sometimes it's easier if they're dead or they're not around. So you're doing the world a favor. So if you get rid of that person, you don't have to worry about it. It's a way of easing the pain. I would agree with that, Nancy. And, uh, and, and discrimination is discrimination, whether it's um, gender discrimination or racism, uh, it's still discrimination. And I, and, and I would agree with what you just said, because, hey, Gregory Cozy left his car at the 36 apartments for almost two years and it didn't run. It was just sitting out there. I don't think he got mm-hmm. a ticket one time. Hey, guys, you listen to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Radio. We'll be right back after these messages. <laughs> Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. 
sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back to Sports Info UM. We got, we got Mark Clayton's sister on the phone with us, um, one of my schoolmates from college, um, Nancy Clayton. And uh, Nancy Clayton Thomas, right, Nancy? Nancy Thomas. All right, Nancy Thomas. That's I'm exactly <laughs> right. Hey, Nancy, you know, um, you you have your your um, your hand on the pulse of the Dolphins and what's going on in South Florida. Your brother, former uh, Miami Dolphin and uh, Miami Dolphin Hall of Famer. Um, this 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 lady, Miko Grimes. You know, her husband. Um, oh my. <laughs> her husband, her husband plays. Brent Grimes played. He played for the Dolphins. Now he's with the um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, she said some ridiculous things in the past, and uh, she's out again on Twitter saying some ridiculous comments. And this is what she said this time. Uh, she's talking about uh, Stephen Ross, executive vice president for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and uh, Mike Tannenbaum, who's the um, who's a big wig with the. Um, um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, She's, and this is what she says. Got to respect Ross for keeping his Jew buddies employed. But, oh my. But, but did he not see how Tannenbaum put the Jets in the dumpster with that Sanchez deal? Now, you know, when you start making comments like that about your, about your husband's boss or your wife's boss, that's not a good look. And I mean, you know, this is just not a good look for for her husband who's trying to make the team. 
you know, I know he just signed with the team more than likely he's going to be a part of this team, but this is just not a good look. And she has to understand that these kind of comments stop him from making money off the field. His contract might be sealed and he might make all of that, but he will not have good relations in the community and he will not have an opportunity to, to, to further his employment in the community because of some silly comment his wife says about Jewish people. Just unnecessary and just uncalled for. And uh, very unnecessary. It's another example of being intoxicated with power. Uh, I mean, it's nice that she has a platform, but that is the wrong individual to have a platform. It is amazing to me that someone gives her a platform and she uses it, she uses it as a tool of empowerment. It's very sad. I think she's hurting her husband's career, which he will see in the long run. And words are like rocks. Once you throw them, you can't get them back. And nothing is ever deleted. Nothing is ever erased. And it's very hurtful to the Jewish community to even make a comment like that. Other comments of, of idiotic and ignorant comments that she's made in the past, I think it's very sad. I think that if I were to make comments publicly about my husband's boss, I doubt that I would be married. Yeah, you're right. So I, <laughs> I think that uh, she needs to be checked. And remember uh, where the food on her table is coming from. Uh, NFL, you know, as the saying goes, it means not for long. And it's a very short trip. And I think she's making her husband's uh, career even shorter, unfortunately. Yeah. Because we know that when the time is right, they find a way to get rid of you. Just because it's quiet right now and no one's checking you when the time is right, oh, that rug will be pulled, I think. Yeah, and, and and really, she she really needs to to find her place, and she really needs to find some humility, because she's <laughs> really acting out like 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 a person that that's out of control almost. And this is not the first time that she's gone through. I this. think she this. needs mental health counseling, Mister uh, Oliver, and I think um, he, they probably need to look into their health insurance and uh, <laughs> look in the uh, guide to see if they can find some good mental health counseling for her, because that's not normal behavior. No, that's not normal behavior. You know, this is the same lady that got arrested because mm-hmm. um, she went into an unrestricted area at the stadium Absolutely. last year. You know, and, and 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 you know, this is the same lady that said, "I knew this quarterback stunk the minute the minute we signed him." They were talking; mm-hmm. she was talking about Ryan Tannehill, the starting mm-hmm. quarterback, and they signed him as a first round pick. You know, you just can't. Sit. You you got to know your place in. Some people just don't know their places. Some people actually are crying out for attention, and maybe that's that's her job, and maybe that's what she absolutely. wants. Absolutely, and, more and, and you have to remember, Mr. Oliver. Absolutely, and negative attention for some people is better than no attention at all. Definitely, because we live in a no. world now that's look at me. When we were in school, we didn't have the internet and social media, and we couldn't tweet things and put things on Instagram. You put that out there, it's a way of getting followers and getting other people like-minded like you to follow you and empower you. And you look up and people like that have a, have a show on, a, on VH1 or, <laughs> you know, they give people reality shows now. So perhaps that's her goal. But maybe whatever her goals goal. are, right, maybe, maybe that's her husband and her you family know, in the process. What her goal should be would, would be doing everything she could to protect her husband's two-year, $16.5 million contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And if that means, mm-hmm. um, I used to tell my kids this sometimes, you know, it is best to be silent and thoughtful mm-hmm. than to speak and remove all doubt. 
You know, sometimes <laughs> just sit in the corner and don't say nothing. Let them think you, you might right. be a fool. You know what I mean? But don't start mm-hmm. talking and let everybody know that you're a fool. <laughs> you got Please. that right. And my yeah. grandmother used to say don't argue with people like that. Because <laughs> yeah. if two people and people see two people arguing, they can't figure out who the fool is. Exactly. Somebody like that, you yeah. just let her talk and it's clear. You know that is the fool right there. A straight up fool. I really feel sorry for that brother because um, it's going to be very costly. Because uh, careers, like I said, are short-lived, and when it's all over, you're looking for that respect and trying to recapture that glory that you had. Whether it's through a radio show like you're doing or in society doing charity work, and no one will want anything to do with you because of someone like that, and it's very sad. I'm just sorry that he wiped someone like that. It's very sad. He needs to seek counsel for her immediately. Yeah, it is very sad. Hey, Nancy, thanks. Thank you so much for coming and being part of our show. We're about to get Thank out of you. here. But, um, you know, we're, we're here every Monday night from 8 to 9 o'clock here on the Voice America Radio. The name of our show is Sports Info UM. Give us a call. We're here every all Monday. All right, I sure will. All about that you, brother. All about the you, baby. <laughs> and I'll be seeing you down there this season at some of the games, I'm sure. And you have Absolutely. a great night. And um, thanks again for coming and being part of our show. Okay, you too. Thanks for having me. Hey, thank you. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Mark Clayton. Played with Cooper, Duper and Clayton and Dan Marino back in the day. That's his sister. She went to play basketball at University of Miami. Hey, you know, uh, Draymond Green got arrested for assault. Uh, he assaulted a few people on the basketball court, but apparently he assaulted a, a, a defensive back for the University of Michigan. And uh, all the details are not in yet, but I'm sure uh, if Draymond dropped him, maybe uh, say five or ten or fifteen thousand dollars in his pocket, that might just go away by tomorrow night. And uh, I'm sure that this will be going away. And, and I'm sure that kid probably is going to get more than um, ten thousand. He's probably going to get maybe like forty or fifty thousand to make this thing go away. And you never know. Uh, Jordan Spieth has come out and said that he will not be playing in the Olympics. Um, Olympics now have, uh, golf is a, is a sport in the Olympics. I don't know why, but golf is a sport in the Olympics. We take out uh, wrestling and we bring in golf as a sport in the Olympics. I, I don't understand this. But Jordan Spieth said he's not going over there. And, um, you know, when you're outside playing golf, you're out there for a long time, you know, sometimes maybe uh, four hours, maybe a little longer. And um, I, there's there's some talk that, you know, the, the Zika virus could be a part of the reason why he's not going to, um, to, to, to Rio for the Olympics. I can't say that I blame him. Uh, I, I just can't say that I blame Jordan Spieth for n- not going to Rio. And guys, before we let you go, Marcus Vick, the brother of Michael Vick, has gotten a one-year sentence for um, assaulting a police officer where the police went to get him because they had a warrant for his arrest. He ran from the police. They caught him and um, took him down and he fought the police or whatever. Well, they, um, they, didn't, they, they, they dropped the charges down to resisting arrest. And they gave him a one-year deal 
basically he has a suspended sentence, so he's going to be on probation for a year. He doesn't even have to go to jail. He went to jail for, he was there for like 19 days, but now he's going to be out on probation. Now, <clears throat> the odds of Marcus Vick not violating his probation for the next 10 months are probably slim and none. So this is one of those cases where he probably should have stayed in there until his probation was over instead of coming out being on paper. You know, it's just, I, I see it now, um, Marcus. You're probably going to mess this probation thing up. I'm asking you. I'm hope. I'm praying for you. I hope you keep your nose clean. Don't, 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 don't. Don't put yourself out there again, man. Um, uh, hold hold it together. Uh, hold it together. Um, don't 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 put yourself out there. So, but if I was betting, I'd probably say that Marcus will he make Christmas? Hmm. Will he be out of jail for New Year's? Hmm. Will he probably will he probably fail a drug test while he's on probation? Hmm. I don't know, Mark. If I, I don't know, Mark. Keep yourself, keep yourself clean, and um, and and stay out of these, stay out of these people' business, man. And let keep these people out of your business. Hey, the UFC was sold for four billion dollars, four billion dollars, and Dana White and his group bought the UFC in two thousand one for two million dollars, and here this company has sold for. $4 billion will be the most expensive sports uh, transaction in history. $4 billion. I can't say that enough. Wow. I mean, when you get that kind of money, you know, wow, that's, that's worth, his franchise is worth almost three of the Dallas Cowboys. Come on. Or you can probably say four NFL teams is worth the value of one of this UFC franchise. And I, I'd have to say the USC have come a long way, and they've done a lot of things, a, a lot of a lot of good things. I've actually say too, because I'll never forget I brought one of those videos home to show my kids years ago, Ultimate Fighting, and and they just thought it was the greatest thing, and I actually started to enjoy it myself until it just got so bloody and gory. But hey, it's still at the top, still doing its thing, and Dana White, congratulations. Um, guys, thank you for listening to Sports Info, your radio show. We'll be back next week with more sports information. We'd like to thank our guests, Nancy, um, Earl for calling from Jacksonville, Nancy from calling us from, from um, Davie, Florida. And hey, we'll be back next week with more sports information. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.